welcome back to another episode of the anime tea so the end of june is upon us we've had a great month with the beginning of summer and um juneteenth and most importantly um pride month so since it's the end i wanted to have a pride based episode and for those of you who don't know pride um is in the month of June, and it's not only to celebrate and support people in the LGBTQIA plus community and their rights, but also to, to um, notice um, the sacrifices and hard work made towards um, gaining these rights in that community. So Pride started as a protest not known as the Stonewall Riots, in which people in the community revolted during a discriminatory police raid at a gay bar back in 1969. So the struggle for the rights of this community have been going on for a long long time um and just they need more representation and love beyond just this month um even though this month is good for like remembering and like pushing forward just remember that has to be continued on throughout the rest of the year so i wanted to show my love some love and um support to the community by by talking about anime characters um that are specific to the LGBTQIA plus community. And today I'm gonna to specifically talk about some non-binary, gender fluid, and trans characters. Um, because even though everyone needs love and support in the community, I believe these characters are often, um, these characters and people are often overlooked and not given enough credit and not given, or not seen enough in real life and in the anime world. So let's get started. So I was a little scared about making this episode because <clears throat> I st- I'm still learning about the community, um, trying to get be a better ally. Um, actually, in the future, I really want to interview someone with ties to the community who would be willing to like give their, opi- their opinions on anime characters, like the ones I will mention, or just anime in general, and just talk about how that's influenced and affected them, um, and discuss like the representation or the lack of representation in anime and animation. Um, so yeah, so if you are a person who would like to talk about it, or you know someone who would, let me know. I want to, like, try to schedule an interview and just talk about, like, the way anime influences us and animation and how maybe that can change in the future, how we can change that as well. Um, so what was really exciting to me about making this episode, though, was realizing that some of my absolute favorite characters are, like, of all time, um, belong so this community are, are in like identify um in the community so that was just amazing um and i think it's just proof that stories with characters like these are greatly needed to change the um you know the outdated perspectives of pe- that people have about gender and identity um and the more that we see them in the more we see characters like this that represent real life people the more that um other people who are not in the community can understand um the struggles and like the way that people live like people understand each other better especially in this world where it's full of media and everyone's watching something the best way that people understand things is if they see see it um not they can see things in real life but people don't identify with things in real life as much as they do with things on media like people are way more into like netflix and watching shows and things like that so that would really help, I feel like. Um, I think it's helped more with the representation of black people, you know, Black Panther and things like that. Um, 
but yeah I also wanted to try to do my best to show, to show like respectful versions um, of these identities so that um, you know it's just like I don't want to show like a negative stereotype of a character because those are the ones that don't help they kind of help perpetuate stereotypes against um, people in the community so yeah I wanted to also specifically highlight a website I found online that um, with a writer that thoroughly broke down like a list of characters um, in anime and manga um, that and it's it specifically highlight, highlighted transgender characters um, the article is found on poplurker.com that's p-o-p-l-u-l-u-r-k-e-r.com and the title was 20 most important transgender manga and anime characters and there's a part one and so let's get started with one of my favorite anime characters of all time from one, from one of my favorite anime of all time of course um haruhi fujioka from oran high school host club so what i didn't know and what i've learned through research <laughs> is that um well i could have i could have also known when i like just watched the show because it's very obvious but that haruhi is gender fluid so Harry truly truly doesn't care what the world decides to see her as, um, and she easily fits into either to either or both uh, male and female gender roles, like very fluidly. She doesn't she can just like go between them without any like without any problem. She's she's cool. So and it just it's really like understanding this is helps me understand like why her character is so lovable in the first place. Um, because she literally just does not care what people perceive her as, and she doesn't think that um, your gender should influence who you love and how you live, um, and like what kind of person that makes you. So she's just an icon, and I love her, um, and I love that this is. Next up is Psycho Kotobuki um, from Lovely Complex. So Lovely Complex is like an older romantic comedy from like the early 2000s about a, like a girl who's super tall and a guy who's super short. Um, Psycho fits into this because she um, she eventually becomes a friend of both of the characters, um, but she's a trans girl who um, is at the beginning when you're first introduced to her is used as like a negative stereotype um, and a way to like kind of trick the main character because she ends up kissing um, the main male character. Um, but then, you know, because she's a trans woman, they bring that up and yeah. So, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. She's used as like a negative stereotype in that way that she's like a trickster, you know, used like against someone's will, um, which I didn't find very like exciting at first, you know, I was just like, oh, really? It has to be like that. But I mean, later on, like, um, the characters like kind of get over that part and like she's actually treated as a person <laughs> and not just as um a plot uh yeah and I just love that she exudes like positivity and joy um she was just a sweet character and even though she went through some really like hard things with her identity and like um like just people not treating her correctly because of who she what who she is uh she still like found ways to like be positive and like joyous and bring like brightness to her friends and everyone around her um which is really nice to see it's just like a positive young trans girl living her best life we need that 
we need more of that <laughs> um next up i want to talk about an, another really prominent character in, an, in a really really popular anime um i'm talking about hanj zoe from attack on titan so hanj is has been identified as non-binary by the creator um himself because the creator of um attack on titan actually got mad at um <clears throat> funimation because funimation was using um gender uh pronoun gendered pronouns uh too like too much like they kept calling hanj a she but hanj is does not have um the creator did not give hanj any like gender identity um even none of the characters in the anime or the manga um give hanj a pronoun they just they basically just call um hanj hanj <laughs> so i love that like i love hanj i love that um they just are obsessed with titans <laughs> and like experimenting with them and then um they always give them names <laughs> and it's all ridiculous but um that and also just like Hanja's ability to be like super um analytical and logical um um their reasoning is like above all um no wonder like Erwin left a lot of the decisions up to Hanj um Hanj and Levi man they 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 really run the um the scouts anyway yeah so Hanj of course is a great character and um I'm kind of glad that the mangaka got mad at Funimation for that <laughs> like dang it Funimation why are you messing stuff up like what the heck anyway moving on <laughs> so this is from this next character is from an anime I haven't seen yet I've heard about it um and I kind of want to watch it now because I want to know this character um they get a lot of uh love and like online um and from a lot of people um the next character is nathan seymour um from tiger and bunny so nathan seymour um when i researched it they've said that nathan is agender um and that they what makes them really cool besides the fact that the that Nathan is beautiful, powerful, and successful. The character is also a fully fleshed out, agendered P POC, a person of color, in an anime series. I think that the, the series is set in Japan, like specifically. So it was like, um, I don't know what um, ethnicity that Nathan is supposed to be, but um, I don't know. It looked, Nathan looks black? I'm not sure. But um, I don't know. It was just really cool to see that. And that they're overpowered and like badass and like run a business and can do all these things but you know they're just like amazing in a, in a setting that usually doesn't um highlight individuality um like this so go look up nathan seymour um they're just so another anime that I haven't watched yet, um, but that I will, I immediately added to added it to my list once I found out about it, is called Wandering Sun, and it's an anime about um, that actually follows a trans girl and a trans boy uh, character, um, and like shows their life in a very realistic and relatable way, um, and I think they're younger, they're like high school age, I think, um, but when I looked up. Like when I was looking up um, research on this topic, 
um, a lot of the lists mention this anime, and they say that it's a really good representation of um, transgender characters in anime. So I really like to see that. Um, if there, if I do have someone in the community who's listening and who has seen it or who will watch it, let me know. Do you think that it's a good representation of uh, transgender people? I'm going to I'm going to watch it and give it a try because I want to know. <laughs> but um, what also drew me to it was that people said that um, the people around them, like the people in the lives of these characters are also very realistic and relatable and just like fully fleshed out individuals um, with their own, you know, ideas and like both positive and negative um, like ways of dealing with things. So it's streaming on Crunchy and I think there's a manga, but I don't know where to find it. So if you find it, let me know. <laughs> Um, and last up, before I go on to my um, notable, my other notable anime characters in the community, I wanted to talk about a show that I always talk about, like literally all the time. <laughs> you guys are probably sick of me talking about it, but it's Steven Universe, but I want to specifically highlight Stevani. Um, Stevani is a non-binary character that is actually the formation between, um, yeah, between Connie and Steven. Um, so most of the formations are actually like uh, between the gems, and the gems are inanimate objects because you know they're gems, but they have female pronouns. So um, whenever they combine, usually their uh, their formation is also also has a female pronoun. But Stevani's different because um, it's a combination between Steven, who's a young boy, and Connie, who's a young girl. So um, Stevani becomes a non-binary character. And, yeah, it's just really cool to see that. And you can physically see, like, their combination of that and, like, what that means and how they talk about loving themselves as as they are. And um, also just seeing, like, them with stubble, like, with, like, a 5 o'clock shadow is just mind-blowing. It's amazing to see. Um, and this is a show for children that... I wish I had when I was a child because, you know, I grew up with some nonsense with all the stuff that was literally the reverse of all this that didn't teach you anything about relationships or about, like, loving yourself or things like that. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm glad I watched it even as an adult, um, continuing to learn things from animation and anime. Um, it will never stop. <laughs> Okay, and I want to end off end this anime tea segment with um, a few other notable anime characters in the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, starting off with Krona from Soul Eater. So Krona, I think, um, so Soul Eater was also dubbed and subbed by Funimation, um, I, and they have like a you know gender pronoun issue over there, <laughs> I guess, um, because I I. I don't remember in the sub, but I know for sure in the dub, they definitely gave Krona, um, a gender. They kept calling Krona, like, a she. Um, but I don't think, I mean, there's also times where they all, they, especially in the sub, where they were, like, going back and forth, um, with Krona's gender identity. So I think the mangaka did on purpose, like, saying that Krona does not have any gender identity. Um, and, yeah, that's cool. So, we respect that, Krona. <laughs> um, and I like Krona's, like, I don't even know, how would you describe Krona's personality? I don't really know. I feel like Krona's a very unique 
character in more ways than one. Um, moving on to an anime I talked about before on um, my anime eye candy episode, I think. Uh, Kino from Kino's Journey. So, you know, Kino's Journey is a beautiful anime, first of all. It's just gorgeous. Um, the redo of it. Um, the first one's also really great, but the redo of it is just amazing. Um, but Kino is also doesn't have a gender. Kino doesn't pick um, what gender that Kino identifies with. Um, they just say that they are themselves, and that's awesome. Um, I also love that Kino will shoot somebody <laughs> if they do not get that right. <laughs> so, you know what? Shout out to Kino. Um, that's amazing. Next up, I haven't seen, so I've started Hunter Hunter, but I haven't finished it all because I've been distracted by a bunch of other anime. But um, this character is uh, Aluka Zoldik. Um, she's a trans girl and also the sister of Kilawa, I think. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I know, I don't think she gets like a big part in the series, you know, kind of like how Canary doesn't get a big part in the series, um, in the anime series at least. But, um, I've heard that they've, they give her like really, um, they just treat her really respectable. They like treat her like anyone else in the series. Um, which is something that is not that common in anime, especially for trans characters. They usually treat them based off of their identity, um, and not just as a person. So I'm really excited to get to to that part. I don't know what part that Aluka shows up in, but I can't wait to see it. (laughs) Um, next up is Gren from Cowboy Bebop. So Gren is like a sexually ambiguous, uh, character, um, there, Gren only shows up in like two episodes of Cowboy Bebop, um, and it's like the episode I think where we also first see, uh, crap, what's that guy's name? Uh, Vicious? Yeah. Is that his name? Vicious? Um, the, basically like the, um, antagonist to Spike Spiegel. Um, but yeah, Gren shows up in there and talks to Faye and like is the only person who kind of really like connects with Faye. Um, and it's just cool to see, like, them in there. And it sucks because, like, in that first episode that Grind is introduced into, there is a super, like, terrible, disgusting, um, stereotypical version of a transgender person at the beginning of that episode, like, used, um, for comedic relief. So, and then they just flip it on its head by showing Gren and, like, um, diving into Gren's personality and who, and their character. Um, so yeah, that was, that was an interesting episode, um, to see literally both sides of a coin. Um, but yeah, and the last one I want to highlight is, uh, Kuranosuke Koibuchi, um, from Princess Jellyfish. Um, he's the one that, um, basically falls in love with the girl at the house. I haven't seen Prince Jellyfish in a really long time, so I need to rewatch it. It used to be on Netflix, but they took it off like a long time ago, and I need to rewatch it. But I do remember his character, and I really liked his character, um, because he dresses, um, as a woman, like, he doesn't care. I think he's gender fluid as well, similar to, uh, Haruhi, and he just loves himself, and he just rocks everything, and he just, he's beautiful. I love him. And I love, like, the connection between him and the main character. That's why I really want to watch it again, because I forgot, like, what kind of 
relationship or status that they left off on. Um, so I'm going to be looking at that again. But that's it for the anime tea segment. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. We're going to move on. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, moving on to Nani Omite Mas or what am I watching? So I've, I mean, since I was gone last week because I didn't, we didn't have a new, a new episode last week. Um, <laughs> uh, I was watching Bungo Stray Dogs, so I watched the first two seasons. I haven't watched the third season yet. I'm gonna wait for it to end and then binge it, <laughs> like I did with the other seasons. But uh, I really like Bungo Stray Dogs. I didn't really know what it was gonna be about. Like I kind of just went into it with like a fresh. I like going into things without like looking at trailers sometimes just because um I feel like things are more interesting that way like I do that with movies too where I just go in and I'll watch a movie and without like even like hearing about anything about what it was what it's based around and then I find out that I end up like loving it or hating it or like I don't know I feel like the, the feelings I have towards it are less muddled when I go into things without um research or trailing or a trailer or whatever so bungle street dogs was cool i really like um the main character i really like that all of the characters are based around um what, what is it called like famous uh what are they called famous authors but japanese authors um from like the nine the late 1800s to the early 90s uh it's pretty it makes it more interesting because like each of the characters has um powers based off of what their real life um like author counterparts like either wrote about or um yeah like I, like what they wrote about or how they live their life like the main character i think his name is azushi azushi well, I can't remember his name. It's been a week since I watched it because we've been watching other anime. But the main character, the um, the wear the wear tiger, like his power came from, um, the author that he's based off of. He wrote a book about a wear tiger, so that's where his power came from. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and then the other characters, of course, like also idealize like the personalities of them. So like, um, the Zai, which is my favorite character on Bungo Street Dogs, I love him so much. Anyway, he's always committing suicide because it's like a sick, cruel joke um, of the author that he's based off of. Because um, the author that he's based off of, like, committed, tried to commit suicide like four times, and then um, he succeeded on like his final try, and he committed double suicide with um, his spouse. So that's why, and it's kind of like it's kind of mean that they make him like comedically try to commit suicide each episode. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's just how it goes. And yeah, oh, I didn't even explain what Bungo Street Dogs is about. So Bungo Street Dogs is about, um, basically these are like, they're all detectives with special powers, um, that help solve crimes that nor the normal police can't solve because it requires like special abilities, um, that only they have. So yeah, and they go and they just they're just fighting and like beating people up and there's like also this mo this mafia that they have to fight most of the time that keeps trying to steal um atsushi sounds familiar you know you know attack on titan they keep trying to steal aaron 
and in Bungo Stray Dogs, they keep trying to steal the were tiger. Anyway, uh, yeah, but I think I thought it was just really cool. The only thing I didn't like about it is that in the second season, so you're watching the first season, right? You're all invested in shit, and it's awesome. And then the second season, they freaking switch shit up and like make it the first five or six episodes are about um like the past and they do that in the third season too I saw it that's why I'm waiting to binge it because <laughs> I like I just want to like get past that those past those um uh prequel episodes to get to the main episodes but yeah so they go back to the past so they just leave you on a cliffhanger for like five episodes because you're all interested in what happened in the last season um but I mean the stories are still really good it's still really cool to find out about like Desai's past and like there was a character in the second season um that was involved in Desai's past he was really interesting I liked his character um so yeah I guess I just don't really like that way of storytelling but I watch it anyway so yeah so both the first two seasons are streaming on Hulu and the third season is only streaming on Crunchy for now so go watch it if you haven't if you like true crime detective shit um they have it and it's also mixes in like supernatural elements which makes it fun uh i've also started uh evangelion of course so because it came out on friday on netflix so i'm gonna be doing an episode around mecca um in the near future and i'm really excited about that because i love mecca mecca is one of my favorite genres of anime actually and yeah let's move on to anime updates <laughs> so this week's anime, upda- anime updates there was a lot i actually posted some on my instagram last week um when I didn't have an episode but the main things that we need to know is that My Hero Academia season four is coming back in October but it's going to premiere early at Anime Expo um on the Saturday like Saturday morning so I'm excited to go do that I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna see it and I'm gonna talk about it when I come back also Premiere which is a movie created by Studio Trigger and Studio Trigger created um Kill a Kill, and the it's also in collaboration with the director of um, Kill a Kill and Gurren Lagann. Um, so they created a movie called Premiere, and it's coming out in September in the U.S. And it's also going to premiere early at Anime Expo. So I'm excited to see that as well because the animation looks really cool. Like if you've seen Kill a Kill, you know the animation's really badass um, and like fiery and um, crazy. So yeah. And there's going to be a whole bunch of summer anime that's coming out. Like, I just, I'm like, geez, I'm not even, like, the a bunch of the um, spring anime isn't even done. Like, the only one that's ended, I think, so far that I've been watching is One Punch Man. One Punch Man ended, um, like, last week. So, but the other spring anime, I'm still watching. So, I'm like, ah, how long is this going to go on? And I have to add summer anime. So, it's just, it's a lot, but I'm going to try to keep up. And I have to rewatch, and I have to go back in time, you know, and watch Evangelion from back in the 90s, um, and it's just, it's a lot. But such is the life of an anime lover, I guess, right? Um, but yeah, but I'm super excited, so I'm definitely gonna be streaming, um, Fire Force. Fire Force is an anime created by, uh, the creator of Soul Eater, so it has the same, like, animation style, and, um, not animation style, but the, the same character design and the animation looks really really good for it it's about like firefighters um with special abilities it just looks really cool i can't wait to watch it it also premieres at anime expo but i don't think i'm gonna see it because i'm gonna go somewhere else but i'm gonna be watching it that night and uh dr stone premieres in july 
um you know like the people i think i mentioned it last in my last episode about the people who turn to stone and then the scientist comes comes back and tries to save all of humanity so that looks fun i can't wait for all of them there's so many things to watch there's so many things to do at anime expo like each week we get closer they keep announcing things and i'm just like freaking out and my schedule is like doubly booked of a bunch of stuff just so i can see and make sure that um things that i want to see are on there and i don't like get confused and think i missed anything so it's crazy um but yeah lastly the very last thing (laughs) from this week i know it was a long episode um is that like these i know my episodes have been more sporadic so i'm gonna try to i'm sticking with monday afternoons um it might come out on tuesday mornings for some people depending on what where you listen to it on um but on anchor and apple Podcasts, uh for sure it comes out on uh mondays so yeah so mondays is definitely it's gonna stay it's gonna be re- the new episodes of the anime to you will be released on mondays and that is this it for this week i hope you guys have a good week i hope you guys um had a good pride for those who celebrate um and for those who are learning about pride uh keep learning i'm learning as well um and i hope that we continue to talk about like issues in the pride community um even outside of june you know keep supporting people and loving people and taking care of people and just being a good person all year round okay um just do your best And I hope you guys have a good week, and I'll see you next time. Johnny!